0: When those things are flying through your mind, those are those are squirrels, right? right? That's the distraction, and then you lose that. Presence. Those are squirrels. <laughs> Is that what you said? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I chase a lot of them too. But learn more about the art and science of account management. Pick up a copy of A Dragon Walks Into a Meeting, a tactical guide to client management. Digital and print editions available at Amazon
1: or your favorite bookseller.
0: Welcome back, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Account Management, a tactical guide for success. You got Fred Fuller here on the other side of the table, my compadre, Mr. John Brown. John, how the heck are you, man? I am awesome. How are you, sir? I am doing well. I'm doing very well. I am glad to be home. I've been on the, on the road a whole bunch and, and uh, probably the single biggest reason it's been a while since you and I have spoken.
1: Yeah, that's right. Did you, did you check your bag while you were traveling? ah look at that tie-in
0: i i did not check my bag um and i did do international travel i was gone for a week and i just i shoved it all in the one bag yeah that's right uh, yeah yeah um so it, yeah it's pretty interesting so that's a wonderful tie-in so last time we we spoke we spoke of business travel right uh in in john's mantra of never ever ever check a bag which i actually wish i would have opened that up for debate on linkedin and i'm might still do it, yeah. Because yeah. I think I think there's probably a lot of people out there like that's crazy, and I would love to hear kind of the the different opinions and stuff. But,
1: I, but- I, I, of all the things we've ever talked about, it's the most it, I get the most reactions about that, which is really hilarious. Like nothing about client service or anything, but like the checking the bag. I want to talk about that with you, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna dig in on this one, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Usually, uh, usually, some and there are a lot of times people have a horror story about. I, I check the bag and have clothes for three days and or or they argue with me you know about that yeah yeah
0: it's it's never a a debate on some sort of a a moral centric thing like (laughs) honesty or transparency it's about checking the bag right right that's awesome that's awesome well look that this is a great segue uh so it's been a while and we've been traveling so we got to uh, eat some of our own dog food, whatever. I don't know why they say that. Why do they say that? No,
1: yeah, that's a weird expression. Like uh, who, who eats dog food? Yeah. And who makes their own? <laughs> You're right. I'm in the kitchen. It's hard enough making my own dinner. Like, why am I making one for a, uh, an animal? Right. Well, doesn't right? make yeah. Any sense? I can't. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, we had, so why, why haven't we gotten together and, uh, talked in so long?
0: Yeah, no, it's, uh, it is travel insanity. Um, I spent, it's funny, you know, we, I haven't traveled in 18 months or whatever it is. And, Mm -hmm. and I, am not one of these guys that considers myself a road warrior, though. I I do know my way around the Atlanta airport. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, But but I haven't traveled in forever. And then all of a sudden, man, uh, something happened and I found myself traveling for literally nonstop for roughly three weeks, which Mm -hmm. which was kind of cool and fun to get back into. But it was also exhausting because I hadn't done that in a while. So uh, so it's been difficult
1: for us to find time to do this. What have you been up to, man? Well, I was going to I'm surprised to hear all that. I was I was assuming it's because you're so lazy. (laughs) <laughs>
0: well, yeah. When I say travel, I mean to the post office.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry. Was that out loud? No, I meant to yeah, my yeah. inside. No, actually, that the honest answer to your question is probably because I'm so lazy. Maybe that's really the problem here. I'm the problem. Uh, no, I, you know, um, maybe the world is getting busier with, um, you know, COVID receding, hopefully a little bit. And so, uh, you know, I'm I'm super busy as well, but in a, in a very healthy way and really enjoying work. So, um, doing all that, did a little traveling. I've done a little traveling myself, took a vacation and some things like that. So we're all just busy people, but there's, but there's, you're never too busy to talk about the important topic at hand, which is of course, account management. Account well, I love I love the reverence
0: in your voice. You went down. You were like a big dramatic pause. This is awesome. This pause. We are the worst. Oh my gosh, drama around account management. Okay, let's pair of hams. Oh my gosh, please, folks, somebody save this thing. Yeah. So so in in an effort to do that very thing. So last time we we spoke, we were talking about travel and and so forth and never check the bag and all that good stuff. And of course, the reason you would travel is to go and attend a meeting meeting. Good answer. Gold star, John. So, yes. So meeting. So the if we know how to get there which is is half the battle or whatever they say then then the really the big thing becomes the meeting and so it'd probably be good for us to spend a little bit of time talking about meetings and agendas how do you prepare for the meeting how do you prep yourself for the meeting and, and as always we we've boiled it down to a handful of points here to discuss and explore so mr john brown would you like to
1: walk us through those points yes it's six points and i should also mention that we're we we talked about travel. We're going to talk about meetings in this podcast. And then the next one we're going to talk about probably will be our favorite of all these, which is the art of client entertainment. So that that might have to be a two parter because it, it will have to have war stories and many, many things to go with it. Um, but there's six things that uh, about a meeting that you need to think about it. And we've we've talked about a few of these obliquely before, but it's, it never hurts to repeat. The first is prepare, prepare, prepare. Uh, the second is prepare something even when the client doesn't ask you not to prepare anything. Um, so it's it's th- that kind of preparation. The third is assume the technology will not work. The fourth yes. is have presence. We're going to talk about what that means. Um, the fifth is um, a little bit of a subtopic, but uh, relevant in today's world. Video conferencing, act like you are in the same room uh, when you yep. are video conferencing. And then finally, number six, uh, what to do after the meeting.
0: Maybe it speaks to how old I am. I don't know. But as we go through this list, I'm like, yep, story there, story there, story there. And many of them are not flattering. Many of them are like, yep, I remember when yeah. I learned that lesson. <laughs> so uh, this this should be a good
1: list. And yeah. Keep it Yeah, the, the uh I think every single one of these, as a matter of fact, as I think about this the book that we wrote in this podcast, pretty much every single one is a story of where it is from where it went wrong. And <laughs> and then a lesson learned. And, and then we, we you and I wrote it down as okay, don't don't do that. Right. Yeah. I think that's actually yeah. where all of this comes from pain.
0: Yeah. The the list should be like probably 30 items. We just haven't <laughs> learned the other 24 yet. Yeah. We, we just haven't stumbled into those. So, but this is cool, man. I love this. So uh, prepare, prepare, prepare. That's number one, prepare, which is like, yeah, okay. I get it. Prepare. Everybody said that my grandma said that and I get blah, blah, blah. but like, what's the, what's the secret sauce here, John?
1: Yeah. So we talked about QBRs before and how to do that. So this is a, a little bit of a tangent of that, but you know, so even if it's not a QBR, um, and it's just a regular client meeting. Uh, there's a few things about preparation that I, I think tend to get overlooked. Um, the first is just the plain and simple idea of sending the agenda ahead of time. You'd be shocked how often client managers don't do that. And also um, often clients don't ask for it. And even if it's two sentences of it's a 30 minute meeting in the first 15 minutes, we're going to talk about X. And in the second 15 minutes, we're going to talk about Y in an email. Like that can be fine for a very you know brief uh, video conference meeting. Um, but always send some kind of agenda ahead of time. And obviously something more formal and elaborate. If, you know, it's a bigger meeting, more people, um, so on and so forth. Similarly, logistically make sure uh, to populate if it's a little bit more elaborate meeting a larger audience and so forth, you know, uh, actually putting in the calendar invite all of the relevant materials that you, that anybody might need in the meeting. So, All of the logistics. So, where's the meeting going to be located? How is it, you know, the the physicality of it, um, the address, any materials for the meeting, um, uh, any instructions for the video conference, you know, various technologies have that in there. Um, And that's important to have it all in one centralized place. And generally, in the meeting invite is probably the best place to do it, although you can do it um, in an email. Um, you know, I mean, you can do it in a carrier pigeon, it doesn't matter, but having all that in one place is important. then finally, um, prepare these things, you know, whatever materials you're going to use, um. Even if it's you're just going to draw something on a whiteboard, know what you're going to do with that ahead of time. You know, so it doesn't have to be necessarily a PowerPoint, although that's that tends to be the weapon of choice. Um, but even if it's an Excel or anything like that, prepare it early. Don't do it on the plane or on the way to the client, right? And I know that sounds silly, but again, like we you mentioned a minute ago, these are all hard lessons learned. I've seen I have myself have done, and I've seen other account managers do, and they're all a big mistake. You absolutely do not want to be preparing anything. On a plane, as you're going out there, you need that time to rest, gather your thoughts, get in the zone for the meeting. Not not uh, be trying to stitch together some slides.
0: Yeah, I and it, the, there's one, there's a couple of things that I would add to this. Are always like sub bullets, right, or or whatever. Which is um, when you talk about the agenda ahead of time and the calendar invite and the logistics, what's buried in there that doesn't get said often is a line on attendees. Like if you go rolling into that meeting and you got your boss and your boss's boss and your boss's boss's boss, and you flew all the way across the country and you walk in and you're looking at the, you know, like there's, they don't feel like their counterparts are in the room. That's bad. That's yeah. not a good look. Right. Um, and, and the same thing on their side. Right. But, but it's not just about the levels. It's also about the conversation. If If you bring me into a meeting and sit me down with two or three engineers and they want to talk about something to the third decimal place. Like, man, I, I'm not going to be much help there. Right. So, but, right. but if you bring your engineers and they can have a kind, you could probably solve a lot of problems and move a lot of things and make a lot of progress, but aligning on invitees. And it's a very simple ask. And 90% of the time, when you ask your counterpart, they are glad you did.
1: Yeah. That's a great, that's a great point. And I think along with that point is I, I want as an executive. I want all these things nailed down like a couple days ahead of time. Like I, I don't want to be like the night before, you know, finding out from the account manager, Oh yeah. You know, we had we to think about inviting this person. Like uh, that's not a good look. I I, I want to know that you've thought it through at least a couple days ahead of time. If not longer, you've got all the materials prepared a couple days ahead of time, if not longer ahead of the meeting. Like I, I want it done in advance because it's, you know, it's not only healthy for the account manager to have all those things done, but like if you're bringing along any executives or anybody like that to the meeting, like they're going to kind of expect that you, you've got your act together. Yeah. And, 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 meeting, co- and attendees being a huge, yeah, absolutely huge part of that. Yeah. Yeah. And these
0: conversations become very circular, right? Because when we talk about, um, you know, what goes into a QBR, we we talk about, um, you know, what what is it that you want the executive to do in the meeting? Right. We talked about that before. Like, like this is this is what we're talking about. This is where that stuff comes together of like, yeah, you're going to have an executive in the meeting. They're going to have an executive in the meeting. And here's what I want you to do. I want you to kind of talk about these things and lean into this a little bit for me. Okay, cool. Right. I love that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And and going along with that. And yeah, I think you've got a great story about this, like which you might have told before, but it's relevant here is, um, you know, this kind of preparation we're talking about and having an agenda and having all your materials where you know you have all these things ready to go, and you have something to talk about even in the meeting, especially if the client tells you don't don't prepare anything right that's the second point, like prepare something even if they say don't right
0: yeah yeah i'm I'm smiling and laughing because. Yeah, this is, I have a great story about this. I probably have shared it before, but it's worth it again, which is, yeah. I'll, and I'll be super brief. Uh Massive client calls me and says, "Can you come up? We're gonna talk about a few things. Me and a couple other people. Can you know, like, super casual? Come on up, buddy." And i we had a pretty good relationship, and I was like, "Yeah, okay, cool."
1: You know, and I, <laughs> that's when they call you buddy. That's when you,
0: yeah, sure. Best, so I'm like, right? "Yeah, I'm gonna hop in the car and do my thing." And I uh, and I and I tell my boss what's going on, and I said, "Hey, I'm gonna go do the thing." And and my boss says, uh, "That." That feels a little bit weird to me. What are, what are they going to talk about? And I said, you know, I asked him, and he wasn't terribly specific, but he said, "Come on, no, you know, easy peasy, no sweat." And I'm like, okay. And and my boss continues to get uneasy about this. He says, "Let's do this. Let's prepare a few things." Da 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 da. And I said, okay, you know. And I'm like, man, you're you're kind of overthinking this, but it, right. it's cool. It, make, it, it puts you in a comfortable place, and that's important. So we'll do that. So we put together the presentation and so forth, and then at the last minute, my boss says. Um, you know what, man, uh, I'm going with you. And, and I was, and I've always been pretty easy on this kind of stuff. Like it wasn't like, Hey, what's your problem? Blah, blah, blah. But I didn't think it was necessary. And I was like, all right, man, well, hop in the car. <laughs> That's cool. Okay. You know, get you a coffee. And you know, the rules don't spill anything on the seats. And we, and, <laughs> and, and we go to the client though, we go to the client and we walk in there And the client grabbed me. So we go to the client first thing in the morning. The meeting's at nine o'clock. We leave, and then, you know, Charlotte, whatever, is four hours. And so we're up before the rooster and we walk in there about 30 minutes early and the my my contact grabs me and pulls me into a room and goes hey man i had no idea this was coming but there's like 70 people in there from sourcing and they're getting ready to just kind of you know go up one side and down the other mm-hmm. and this is all the warning i could give you and i was like holy smokes <laughs> and my boss is standing right there looking at me like you moron <laughs> you moron <laughs> yeah and uh and so we we went in and thankfully we we did have something prepared because there's a, i could talk about this for probably an hour or two there, it, what we were doing was very nuanced in terms of the relationship between money and cost and revenue and how it everything Mm -hmm. flows. And so sourcing kind of came in to do like the quarterly inspection or whatever, not realizing exactly who we were and what we did and how we did it. And so having some materials prepared actually gave me the opportunity to go, well, that's interesting. Let me show you exactly what our performance is and how this relationship works. And and within 15 minutes, I got everybody to sort of kind of relax and take a deep breath and and so forth. So had I not had those materials, though, it would have been far, far, far more difficult for me to convey that with just the spoken word. Um, So yes, always have something prepared, always have something that speaks to who you are and what you do and how you do it, because you you could find yourself in a room full of folks that don't understand that. And there's no better way to help communicate it than with some slides and and a little presentation.
1: You know, I, it, that's a great story. And I, I'll tell you like a lot of times for meetings that, uh, you know, as an account manager, if I'm going into a client and I know somebody is going to be in the room who's cold, in other words, they, they've not been involved in the relationship before I'll tend to bring with me uh, just a standard sales deck of here's what we do. Right. Cause like y- you think you're coming in to talk about topic X in the meeting. And then all of a sudden that person hijacks me and goes, wait a minute, what, what all's going on here? And then you're, Often, La Land, and you and you, you you don't have any any kind of something to help you set context with them about. Uh, okay, let's back up and talk about what we the basics of what we do. So I kind of always have that at the ready, just in case um, somebody like that shows up, and then I can maybe selectively pick a few slides and go, okay, let's let's talk about these things. So I, that's you're you're mentioning something really important. You're like, don't get lulled in any false sense of security that hey, we're just gonna we're gonna have a meeting and wrap. <laughs>
0: yeah um and and it it happens it it happens it happens quickly and easily and mm. and it's so it's and, and it's a byproduct of building some of that trust and having some of those relationships but to you always have to remember that there's some frame around that regardless of of how long and who and what and where and all that but uh but but so you you're now prepared and you're prepared even if they didn't ask you to prepare and then you walk in you plug in the laptop you're going to show them how awesome you are and the lights flicker
1: so yeah so assume the technology will not work i got a story about this so i, I did a client meeting where we're going to um we're going to uh meet with the client it's a room full of people and we're going to do a, a webex which you know at the time was kind of the, the most popular sort of sharing uh platform and then uh, and we're going to we're going to we were doing a sales pitch, right, for a potential client. And so I was kind of along for the ride as sort of the, you know, operations account management lead. And um, so we get in the room to do the pitch. And so, of course, in the room, we're in the basement of this building and there's no Wi-Fi signal. So the WebEx doesn't work. Um, OK, so now we got to figure out. Uh, some other way to get the document to all the people who aren't in the room. So uh, the salesperson takes the slides and tries to email them to everybody who's not in the room, which doesn't work can, because we're can not I just, on one-
0: Yeah, can I just say something real quick. Yeah. If you have gone down to the sales guy being the guy that solves a technical problem, you are in. Yeah, you're already toast. (laughs) You
1: are so done. We were we were toast, and uh, then so we're trying to email it, uh, which of course doesn't work because there's no Wi-Fi. Uh, So then, what happens is we get a memory. I'm I'm going to tell all the details. Hey, we get a memory stick from our sponsor there to put the presentation on, and then she's going to email it out to everyone. But then it turns out she can't do it because the file size is too large. You know, most companies like or a lot of companies have like a 10 or 20 megabyte file size limitation. So then we have to convert it into a PDF. Uh, OK, all right. I could keep going, but you, you get you get all this. And then like, yeah, no yeah. kidding, 40. I think it's like 40 minutes into the meeting. Finally, we get everything going. By that time, she, the, our sponsor, person who, like, is really interested in doing the project, she's got to go on to another meeting. So she misses the rest of the thing. Anyway, the, the coup de grace was uh, we get out in the parking lot and the salesperson says to me, hey, I think that went pretty well. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> I
0: absolutely
1: love it. Yeah, that was cool. yeah. Yeah. Solid. Right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, Anyway, I, I, we don't even have to almost go through the points to talk about what this means, but it, it, what it what it means is have a plan A and a plan B and for an in-person meeting, have a plan C. Um, and a lot of times plan C for me, I mean, I, I'm going to go old school here, but as an account manager, you need to think about at this level, don't be afraid of just bringing paper copies of whatever it is you're going to present if you have to Right, like. Think about what if things terrifically go wrong. And a lot of the terrifically going wrong stuff is around uh, if you're projecting something at a client, like whatever their projector setup is. I mean, you are rolling the dice if you are using their stuff and you haven't vetted it out ahead of time with either like an admin who works there or physically going over to the client yourself to make sure everything is working. So like when I say start thinking about plan C, I'm serious. Look, it, it bites me all
0: the time. Yeah. And now it's amplified. For me, this is far worse than it used to be because it used to be going to a client and mastering then some one piece of technology with them. And, and usually you at least had some people in the room. And so if something failed, you could email it. Like there, it just, it, it, now everything is on video conference. Mm-hmm. And and I see people that I know are are. Very technically sophisticated, get on and it doesn't want to cooperate. Yeah. Right. So I always have like going into a meeting, okay, who is projected? Who's going to do the screen share? Who's going to take the notes? Because it's hard to screen, you know, share your screen and take the notes. Right. If, if that screen share doesn't work, then who next? Right. But like, yeah talk through these things. We, I do it all the time and and still can't do it enough. And it still, you know, it still comes up and bites me more than I'd like. Right.
1: Yeah. And I'll tell you, it, it, here's something to think about. Like, even if you've used a piece of uh, video conferencing techno software technology, like a million times before, yeah, it, it, trust me, it might not work. And I will tell you, no kidding. This happened to me yesterday. Right, so uh, we we start using Zoom for video conferences in a conference room. We've used a million times before for a million Zoom meetings, and the sound doesn't work. Right, so we had we were able to adjust relatively quickly, but we had a, you know a solid five minutes at the beginning of the meeting of like kind of flailing around trying to figure out. And and it's just, and it's kind of just a, a mood killer for getting things kicked off in the right way in the client. So why this is so important is that like, if you get it wrong, it it just, it starts the meeting off in not a great way. And that's not where you want to start. And like I said, if you've used it a million views and a million times before, trust me, it won't work the one time you need it to.
0: Yeah, no, that it's going to happen. And I think, I think what, one of the takeaways for this, for me personally is, do everything you can to avoid it. so make sure you prepare to your point, right? Have an A and a B and a C. There's an element here too of if and when it just doesn't work, how do you handle that? right? Like there remember to be graceful. Remember to not get frustrated and look at the person who was supposed to play on this and bark at them. Yeah. Right. How do you handle it when it really does actually go in the ditch? And and there's 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 something there, right? There is this executive presence and sophistication and so forth. Like if if you want to have some difficult conversations about it because it was something avoidable, you know, save that for after the meeting, right? Mm-hmm. Right, like some some different things there, um, and and when you when you think about all that, that really comes to like how how do you uh, how do you participate? How do you best participate in the meeting? One of the things that people say is that you know like I have presence, right? Like you know you
1: need to have a presence in that meeting. Yeah, that's a that's a great segue to our next our next point. Yeah, like having having that presence, right? So like if something goes wrong, like you want to have that executive presence where you're not giving people a hard time about it. But um, you know, really, what we mean by presence is um uh being present in the meeting so that that means even if you are an account manager you're maybe facilitating a meeting between two technical teams or two operational teams or two teams that aren't you um which happens a lot as an account manager right you're bringing your organization to bear against a a problem um you you don't want to kind of run it like oh I'm, I'm making introductions for everybody and then I'm just going to hang back and let them do their thing, right? No, you're still in charge of the meeting unless it's clear that you're not, right? So unless there's some other executive in the meeting who's clearly more in charge, like you assume you are in charge and you are running the show and so you need to have presence in that meeting. So that really means, and we've talked about this a bunch of times before, but it's worth reiterating, you know, don't, um, uh, don't uh, make sure you facilitate the kickoff of the meeting, make sure you facilitate the conclusion of the meeting, Use everyone's name at least once, particularly from the client side. Make sure they know, you know, you see them as people, you know, so that you can build trust. Do not let others, don't lean back, let others run the show. And most importantly of all, don't play around with your technology, either on your screen or on your phone or whatever it is. Don't don't do that. No whoobies. (laughs) Oh,
0: my goodness. Wow. I'm glad you brought that up. Holy smokes. The death uh, uh, mistake is the um, screen share. Let me go over here and check email real quick. Mm-hmm. I forgot I'm sharing the screen. Holy smokes. No I, bueno. No bueno. Don't do it. Don't uh-uh. do it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you you bring up something really interesting. When you talk about having presence and you, and you use the words uh, be in control of the meeting, I think that's a very interesting thing. I think it's critical. I agree with you 100%. I think one of the ways that you can actually have control of the meeting is kind of by surrendering control. And what I mean by that is one of the things that I love to do in client meetings, I actually learned this from from you, John, and I probably take it maybe even a step further now, which is like, hey, client, what do you want to
1: talk about? Yeah, right.
0: I've got my agenda here and I can read these slides to you we can go through it and and I know that things change and we set this agenda 2 weeks ago and so like what are the what is there anything on this agenda or otherwise that is top of mind for you that we we should jump into first.
1: Yeah, I mean asking for that and we have talked about that a bunch of times before but asking for that and the, and then doing active listening is you controlling the meeting. There's no question about that. So that's not what we it's a great point. That's not what we mean by that. What we mean by that is that you're not um, kicking it off and then checking out, right? Like you're, you're actively participating, you're actively listening. Like even if they're talking about boring technical stuff that you don't understand, you are still actively listening and are, are part of the meeting um, and working on understanding at least what you can.
0: Yeah, and then you might have to jump in and go, okay, cool. Obviously there's a whole bunch more that we need to talk about here and we kind of do that thing. And so, but let's go ahead and shift our attention back over to this thing here. So you yeah. keep it on top about like that, that's being in control.
1: Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. 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 Um, so that's that's what having presence in the meeting um, is. And it can mean And, you know, there's some subtle details in there as well. So I think um, you want to facilitate um, business cards, presentations. In the meeting, we've talked about that before. I know it's old fashioned, but again, you know, it's that kind of formality. Like you, you're treating this very seriously. So you give them your, your business cards, get your team to do the same. Again, I know that's kind of old school, but um, it's showing that you've been thoughtful about the meeting. One other way I'll throw out there to be, to show that you're present and have presence and be thoughtful about the meeting. And this is a little, can be a little silly, but it's just something to think about. Don't do it every single time is to, um, we say, bring presence into the meeting, as in tchotchkes, uh to the meeting. So little gifts, right, that you can give out. So if it, you know, it kind of depends a little bit on your. Comp- does your company do this? Not every company does it. Is it appropriate for the meeting? Like you know, would I do this for a CEO? Eh, maybe not, but. You know, for a lot of clients, like if you bring them just something small to, to kick off the meeting, like a, a T-shirt from your company or, um, you know, a travel mug or a backpack or something like that. I mean, it, it can set the right tone in the meeting. So think about bringing presents.
0: It's a little it's it can be so small. Yeah, I, I, I had a client historically that loved Chick-fil-A, mm-hmm. it, but, it, but I don't know if they just kind of never got to it or what, but whenever I saw her, I brought her like a $20 gift, you know, Chick-fil-A card. Like, hey, here you go. Uh, Nothing, right? Like nothing. Takes nothing to go get it. Takes it, but just a little touch of like, hey, thought
1: about you. I thought about you. That's right. That's really what you're doing. Yeah. 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 I I thought a little bit about you before this meeting. I thought, oh, you might enjoy this, right? Like, that's a nice touch. It can be a nice touch. Again, I would be careful about... You know, not every meeting, like you're, you're, you're going in to get a whipping. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's actually the best time to do it. Who knows? But, um, or you're meeting a CEO or there's probably a lot of situations where that's not appropriate, but can, can be really nice.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it illustrates presence in the relationship. It mm-hmm. illustrates presence in that personal relationship and presence in the relationship between the two organizations. That's what you're, that's what it really is. Yeah. And then that, then, then you, you know, then everything else kind of flows from there. And so, um, but, but in this day and age, when we talk about, we talk about the technology and the presence and so forth. And so now like that presence in a room can be a little bit different than that presence on a video conference. Yeah, that's right. right. And so and so when you think about video conferencing, um, like, maybe you know, what are what are a few tricks there that we should think about as as we think about meetings and how to behave and
1: so forth? Yeah, so that's that's number five. Right. And so we're we're in a video conferencing world a lot more now, right, than we used to be. Um, but the main thing is to the same advice to be engaged, just like if you were in a room with a client like you wouldn't. Um, you know, we said it, but you shouldn't, we've said it a bunch of times, you know, when you're in a room with a client, don't, don't disengage and play on your phone and all that, but like doubly true on a video conference call. And if you keep that in mind as your number one thing, all the other things will probably be okay. So, you know, certainly there's lots of advice on the internet about attire on a video call and all those kinds of things. I, I believe if you're just engaged, it will probably be a successful meeting. You know, you don't want to come in at a bathrobe, but well, I don't know. Maybe you do. That seems like kind of your jam, but um, leopard print, <laughs> red velvet smoking jacket, yeah, smoking jacket, yeah. But um, but you, you can probably get away with quite a bit on all those kinds of things um, if you just are, are super um, engaged in the meeting as, as an account manager. You you came up with a really great analogy around this, which is kind of about how actors think about themselves. <laughs> Yeah, um, that they don't like to watch themselves um, on, on in their movie because it disengages them from the art of of acting. Right. And so we, we tell people, you know, turn off your self view on your video conferencing software so that you're totally engaged on the other person. Right. And and, you know, this is your point, like actors don't like to watch themselves because it makes them worse actors.
0: Yeah, it makes them think about things that are all the wrong things that make them successful. Right. Right. And, and yeah, I like, I, I, it, that analogy came to me because it, it just is super real. Like it just something that makes sense. I know that every time I'm on a video conference, when you start talking and you look up and you look at yourself in the picture, you're like, Oh, where am I looking? I'm not looking in the right place. So let me look right. Yeah, My hair camera, looks funny. My hair looks fine. Like when those things are flying through your mind, those are, those are squirrels, right? That's the distraction. And then you lose that squirrels. Is that what you said? Yeah, yeah, I chase a lot of them too, but but those are that's what those things are, and so that's where I think that is probably a a fairly healthy analogy of like when people say you'll and you'll hear people talk about an actor will make a a statement in an interview of like I never watch my own movies and everybody like
1: what how do you yeah yeah that seems weird right wouldn't why wouldn't you like if you because as a non if you're not a famous actor like you think yourself oh go see me in a movie like that'd be awesome. Uh no they, that's, that's a terrible idea. Yeah. No, that's right because
0: then, then you think oh well when i turn my head to the left this doesn't look funny. Yeah, And so i'm not going to turn my head to the left anymore. Right, like, you're in your own head. It, it, yeah. It, it think about all the wrong things. So yeah, it's um i think it's a it's a decent analogy to kind of throw around from time mm-hmm. to time to make people think about it just a
1: little bit differently. Not that we're suggesting account management is an act. No. <laughs> Maybe sometimes a little bit. <laughs> oh,
0: look, you're you're at, well, like when somebody's, you know, got the flamethrower out and they're, yeah. you know, they're yeah. sideways about something. Yeah. You're acting, you're dancing, you're, yeah. you're fighting,
1: yeah. you know, yeah, you're, you're pretending to be uh, uh, keeping a, a neutral face. Right. Yeah. So you yeah. can, can be a little bit of acting. Yeah. Hey, but bubbling underneath, bubbling underneath. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're not showing your your truth. Well, that's actually a good point about this also, like when you're doing video conferencing, right? So um, it, it, same thing you would do in an in-person meeting, controlling your body language and expressions. Um, you do the same thing at a video conference you would do in real life. And also the other thing you do, the same thing you would do is in real life is you know, and it's this is especially important where people can't get together in person as much as kick the conversation off with, as you point out, not only asking them about, you know, what's on their mind or on their agenda, but even starting ahead of that, you know, with kind of some small talk in the beginning, ask them about themselves, ask them how they're doing. And we've talked about that kind of in depth before about get a little bit personal in the beginning of the meeting, just to, um, you know, establish that human connection. Um, and you can do that over video conference and it's perfectly fine and, and you should do it.
0: I will say I am most days I am, I'm very busy and my meetings run back to back to back to back. To back. Mm-hmm. And so I struggle with the thing that drives me absolutely insane, which is being late to meetings. And when people mm-hmm. are late to meetings, I'm like, right. But when you have time, log in two minutes early. Yeah. When you have time and, you know, you you just have that window, log in two minutes early. And I promise you somebody new, somebody will show up a, a minute early as well. And if they come, if you, Hey, how are you? And they come on camera, they want to engage like that. And it's the like, you know, great, right. man. How was, did you go to the ball game last week or how about those right. saints or whatever it is, right? Whatever that is, yeah. that is, that is a critical moment right there. You also have to read that moment because some people are just, they go, okay, well, I'm going to log on here so that I'm in the meeting when it starts. But what I'm going to do is go over here and finish an email. Yeah. Right. and so yeah. when you go hey how are you you know if they go hey good, good. i'll be with you in just a minute like not that's, the time to chat them up
1: yeah that's okay right right but you're yeah. you're at least making the attempt and if somebody's open to it um yeah so it's it, you know again it goes back to video conferencing do the same things you would do if you were in person and be present and that's the number one thing the fact that yeah. you know your the background and your call is your you know the junk in your um you know living room that's that's prob- I mean, you know, trying to control it as best you can or, you know, your dog runs around. That's probably that's probably OK versus not being present and not being engaged. Right. That's the much yeah. worse. Sin.
0: Yeah. Now, it's uh, I got to say, this is absolutely hilarious. One of the things that you talked about was sort of that body language and the physical thing and uh, all that good stuff. And I think that's an, a really, really important point. <laughs> I was in a very large meeting. It was an internal meeting. It's a, you know, and it's a pretty casual meeting and we give each other a hard time and we update with what's going on. And so it's a really good meeting. And I was, something was happening and I was making a joke and the meeting was ending and I have this silly story stand up, sit down desk. And as the meeting was ending, I actually did what I would physically do if I were in a meeting, which is, you know, you push your chair back and you stand up and stand you up. grab your stuff. And, and so I was going through that process. But what happens when you do that on a video conference is the camera ends up in all kinds of weird places. <laughs> yeah. And I swear to you, everybody slacked me immediately after the meeting. And they're like, that was really weird and awkward. And I was like, Oh my gosh. <laughs> so, yeah. so be aware of what things look like on camera. And so they, yeah, yeah, that yeah.
1: And, yeah. Well, right? you probably got teased about it, but, it, but to your point, if it was a good meeting because you were engaged and the, the rest of the team was engaged, that's what people really remember. Right. So a little oh, silliness yeah. happened and nobody, nobody died. Right. So everything's okay. Yeah. But yeah, going to try to avoid it where you control what you can is what I always say. Like, it, you know, life intrudes, particularly if you work from home and you're doing those kinds of things. So, yeah, no, those are, those are human moments. So, all yeah. right. So we
0: have prepared uh, we're prepared even when they don't ask us to, we mastered the technology. We have preference. We know how our presence and we know how to manage the, the sort of video conferencing element of this. The meeting is a smashing success.
1: What do we do afterwards? The after the meeting, um, a couple of really key. But yeah, the meeting was awesome because you did all these things. And so there's a couple of key points after the meeting. uh, When is it safe, Fred, to talk about the client in in the elevator on the way down? No, in the room. (laughs) Right in front of them. Yeah, I mean, trust and transparency, John. Is it on the in the cab ride on the way back to the airport? No, 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 no. Is it in front of a bunch of other people on the plane or in yeah. the in the lobby of the airport or in front yeah. Once
0: no, no, you, you it is safe when you are back in your office. It is safe when you are in a truly safe environment. So yeah. that doesn't mean like if you get on the plane and you fly home and it, going into a crowded bar for whatever and to recap the conversation, like, no, like you need to do this in a in a place where, you know, that the only listeners will be those that it, the conversation is intended for. Right? right, like it just it on the i I've heard way, way, way too many stories of um of things. I'll tell you. Here's a good one for me. Uh-huh. I worked for an organization. Um, I w- did some work for the CEO, and so you know, like we we had a pretty casual relationship when we saw each other around the office or whatever. And we get on the elevator, and there's a third person on the elevator. I don't know who it is, but I know that the board is in town. And I look at the CEO and I say, "How are the board meetings going?" Mm-hmm. Then he says, very, they're going wonderful. I'd like you to meet Steve, thus and such, who is who is on the board and over this committee. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, hey, Steve, how <laughs> are you? Like,
1: yeah, he, that, it, it could have be been just, segue into, uh, hey, uh, I, that's not this isn't a conversation I want to have right here in the elevator with this third person who, by the way, happens to be involved. Right. And thank heavens, I didn't start with, so is the board really kicking your ass today? Like- <laughs> right. Yeah, a great, a great uh, answer by this. So, oh, they're going wonderfully. By the way, let me introduce you to, right? yeah, yeah, that's right. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Elevator, I, I actually have a hard fast rule. Even the the cab driver, or Uber driver, no. I, mm-hmm. I, you know, you don't know who they know. You never know. I mean, I know that seems like a crazy level of security, but like, I I just do not want to have a conversation about the client. Not that I'm going to say anything bad about a client, right? We've talked many times about like, if you kind of overly focus on that, you're going to be worse yeah. in terms of your relationship with them, even if they are kind of a, a pain to deal with. But I, even good things, like just anything at all, like you just know, know how it might be interpreted. And so just don't do it. Yeah, just uh, yeah, don't do it. Don't do it. Um,
0: get and get yourself like, look, if it's if it's a worthwhile meeting and conversation, then don't just trust that you can share it with somebody verbally and then it lives on. Because within within any short amount of time, you can move on, somebody could move on, and you want to capture all that in writing, right?
1: Yep. No question about it. Uh, and then the other things after the meeting is, um, uh, you know, have a um, obviously you want to recap for the internal team, what they need to do, you know, it's kind of the outcomes of the meeting. Um, don't sugarcoat the meeting. Right. So if it was you know, not that you would do this, but if the meeting didn't go well, you know, you need to come back and brief your team and, you know, tell them the truth about it, it didn't go well. And here, here's why. Um, it, you know, um, the other thing. Uh, would be along with that if it really didn't go well, you know, consider an after action review, which is a little bit of an army term for, you know, whenever they do an engagement or like a practice exercise afterwards, they'll do next tribes where they kind of go through what happened, why it happened and what can be done better in the future. Now you might have to have a high degree of trust with your teammates, um, in order to kind of initiate something like that, particularly if you're working with a team where kind of they were the ones who messed up and you're the account manager and you're the business leader and you have to kind of walk them through. But if you, if you do it in the spirit of really we do want to be better in the future and this consider this kind of process improvement, you know, those can be those can be helpful. So consider an after action review. And then obviously, finally, you know, if you're if your company does this and most companies do now, um, any notes from the meeting, important things you want to enter that into your your CRM system. Yeah.
0: Yeah, the after action review is, is always pretty interesting because when things don't go well, the folks that are responsible most of the time don't even need to be told.
1: Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, I, it, it, this is part of the judgment of an account manager. Like you need to know, uh, and the, this is, you know, this is what you you were paid for in terms of your business judgment. Right. So if, if the client, you know, in a situation where the client is unhappy about something, then you can do something about it and you should, then yeah, you do need to tell the, tell the team, but if it's something that, you know, they don't control um, or is beyond them to affect, you know, maybe it wouldn't be worth to kind of just share, broadly the sort of, uh, laments of, of your client. Right. So that's part of, that's part of your judgment as an account manager. Yeah. 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 yeah.
0: Um, I tell you the, these are things, and like I, like we said at the kind of the top of the episode, um, you know, there, there's no shortage of things that could be added to this list. And, and fortunately or unfortunately, we just haven't learned some of those lessons. I'm sure there's with. more, there's always more lessons to be learned. Yeah. Uh, but, but, you know, I think, I think this is a, a great summary of like, you know, if you focus on these six things, you, I promise that your outcome will be better. Yeah. Right. I promise that your outcome will be aligned and you will have a framework that will require some tweaking based on the client, based on the meeting and things of that nature. But this framework
1: will, will put you on the right path. And that, Yeah. You know, even it, if it, the client is upset about something that you can't easily solve, at least if you do all these things, they, they will know that you care. The, these six things, John, what are they? All right. Let's, uh, let's uh, mention them one final time. So number one, prepare, prepare, prepare. Number two, prepare something, even if they ask you not to prepare anything. That's, that's a little bit of a warning flag. Um, assume, number three, so important. Assume the technology will not work. Really important. Uh, number four, have presence and number five, if you're video conferencing, act like you are in the room and have presence like you are in the room. So, so important these days. And then number six, after the meeting, uh, do your, after the meeting routine, which are things like, um, uh, have a debrief, don't sugarcoat it, enter into CRM, consider an after action review, and don't talk about the client until you are a way far away from the client. And anybody who might know the client and anyone who might know
0: that those folks are the
1: secrets to successful meetings. That's right. The secrets,
0: the secrets. Well, John, it's good. It's good to be back at it, man. It's good to talk to you again and uh, get the microphones out. I've enjoyed this. I have, too. It's always a pleasure to have a chat with you. So for John Brown, I'm Fred Fuller. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Account Management, a tactical guide for success. See you next time. See you next time. Fred and John would like to hear from you. Go to brown-fuller.com with comments and questions and rate us on your favorite
1: podcast platform.